Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast with Caleb Lynn, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And, you know, Bryce Chatty, our, our, uh, our normal co-host, is uh, back in action. Uh, Bryce... You know, how are we living today? How are we doing today? You know, plenty of football to break down. And, and obviously we have this pointless Monday night football game. But but other than that, I mean, how's your life? How, how, how's, how's life going as a co-host? It's good. Look, it's great. I'm happy to be back on the Monday night game. Awful as those teams may be. It's coming down to the wire, Caleb. We got it's third and goal the on, on the one-yard line. Patriots down seven. Cam Newton's about to quarterback power this ball in. So it turned out not too bad. How about, how about give it to Damian Harris from a fantasy team? And uh, and and last and last but not least, we do have another guest today, Bryce. A guy who has never been on the running hook, who hasn't really been on the uh, podcast network in quite a while, in Jacob Keith. Keith, Hello. this is your first time with the Lynn Sanity. This is your second time on the Running Hook Podcast Network. And let's face it, you didn't want to be on the Running Hook Podcast Network again until you were on the Lynn Sanity Podcast. Isn't that isn't that not correct? Let's just face let's just face the facts here, Keith. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, there um, you go. guys, ego, Keith. Tear, tear his ego <laughs> down. I'm just here because that's what I was asked to do. You're here. Wow, you're so asked. you're here so you don't get fined. No, that could be embarrassing. Oh, embarrassing. Oh, oh, come on, oh, come on. Oh, Keith. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, well, I, I mean, we 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 do have a a thrilling week to get at, you know, to look at, to to take, you know, really discuss. And the game that you got to start with, as we always do, is the Colts game. And you know, Bryce, the the Indianapolis Colts uh, played the Baltimore Ravens at home, and uh, they did not. Uh, get the job done. Twenty-four to ten is the score. Baltimore moves to six and two. Indianapolis drops to five and three, and have a quick turnaround Sunday or Thursday night. Pardon. And uh, Bryce, I'm going to let you take this. I'm, I'm going to let you take it away because everybody knows what I always say about the Indianapolis Colts, and that came into fruition. I don't need to repeat that. Philip Rivers is lousy, and oh, and Bryce, geez. I'll have you. I'll have you, I'll have you uh, try to defend that performance come that Philip Rivers gave. Come on. Everything was going just fine at the beginning of the game. Got a Jonathan Taylor over the top touchdown. Got the ball back. All right. Jonathan Taylor then proceeds to fumble the football and basically changes the game. It changes the game. And and now you have Phillip Rivers uh, trying to force everything and play hero ball when he really doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. The, the interception was questionable, Caleb. I, I think you, you agree that it was not an interception, but the ruling is what it is, is what it is. Got a, got another missed call on, on uh, Jack Doyle. Basically knocked him out of the game and knocked him out of next week. No flag on the play, uh, even though it's been well established that that should be a 15-yard personal foul penalty. Yeah, yeah. But my question is, is what are we, what are they doing on offense? Okay, you could put the blame exactly. on Phillip Rivers, but hold on a second. Uh-oh. You're telling me Naheem Hines only touches the ball three times? And why is DeMichael Harris, the rookie that we have, not touching the ball more either? The guy had great success at the beginning of the first couple of drives of the game, and then we heard nothing from him. Why? I, I don't understand it. And, and we just allow Phillip Rivers to just – I don't know. I can't explain it. It's frustrating. This, the thing about Colts, the, the Colts in the past years is we've never had to worry about offense, right? We've always had to worry yep. about defense. And now we don't have to worry about defense, but now we have to worry about offense. Exactly. We've never been in this spot before where we haven't yep. been able to put up points. We've been spoiled, sure. and now we're struggling mightily on the offensive side of the ball. Defense played great. I'm not. They've only given. They only gave up 17 points. The yeah. other seven came on the fumble. Uh, the fumble return for a touchdown. But the defense was fine, especially against a dangerous team like that. So, yes. you got to put this one on the offense again. 
Keith, what's your what's your takeaways? I mean, we we've never really heard you discuss too much about the uh, the Colts, and and they did lose by fourteen. And you know what what's your takeaways here of the Colts in general in this game, and then moving you know in general, what have you seen from them? You know, let's get a new perspective in this. So so the Colts, I think you know, obviously Bryce talked about it. Philip Rivers, um, not only is he washed up, he has way too many kids, but you guys do have a good kicker, and that's pretty neat. You can't even deny that you have the honestly the best kicker in the league, probably. Great name. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I do like the Colts defense. It's a nasty defense. It's a nasty defense. It is. Yeah, yeah. Defense. Leonard Leonard had what fifteen tackles, thirteen solo. I mean, incredible. Incredible Ooh. against a team against the Ravens like that, who just constantly just run the football down your throat. Yeah. How much would you pay to have Tony Dungy back as your coach? Bryce? Uh, honestly, not that much because I still like Reich. I still like him. I like what he brings to the table. I mean, I obviously I would take Tony Dungy, but I wouldn't pay an absurd – I wouldn't pay like, you know, $100 million, you know, like the Raiders paid John Gruden for average football, you know. Would so. you rather have Tony Dungy run for state senate? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think he could yeah. win. <laughs> 100%, yeah. I'm a big Tony Dungy guy. Who isn't? Who isn't? And I mean, the thing with the Colts that I, I've always been a little bit worried about is when they're down in situations like this, they don't have the firepower to come back and 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 take control. And they were up ten to seven in the first half, and and they played good. But again, I mean, you know, the offense has proven that they are not a consistent threat. This is a defense that is was absolutely worn out uh, in the second half, and you know. I, you know, Baltimore won this game, and I'll, I'll give them credit. They stuck with their game plan. But um, to me, this was a lot on the Colts more than it was the Ravens. Um, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, look, I mean, Lamar Jackson was able to do a ton of damage in the second half. But, but then again, you know, if my defense is out there the entire time, my offense can't sustain drives, then you're going to be in those situations where the defense is tired, and that's just a part of it. And I don't care how talented your defense is. Phillip Rivers came out of this game. This is what you paid him to do, Bryce. And this is the argument I've made of why Phillip Rivers has been lousy. He's been lousy, as Keith mentioned. You know, this is this is not this is not what you want. This is not what you paid. You didn't pay to be five and three right now. You didn't pay to be five and three and then have a quick week against Tennessee and then play Green Bay and then face Tennessee again. Would not shock me if they lose three straight games, Bryce. And that's and that's a problem. And that's a problem because the Indianapolis Colts should be, should be a better team. Should be. This is not. This is not the team that they. This is disappointing to me. You have to take advantage of this. And it's not to say that I don't think Baltimore is a top team. All right, I'm not trying to dismiss them. I'm just saying, this has a lot to do with the Colts, and and I think there's a lot of, you know, problems to, to be aware of. And I think it's offense. I think Philip Rivers is lousy. I think you got to get Taylor, you know, more comfortable. You can't afford the fumbles. I mean, for goodness' sake. And then for you, you got it. You got to start thinking about how we can use Harris. Man, he looked good. He looked good. I think Bryce made it, and I, you know. Can't disagree yeah. with any of your Pittman points. Pittman got more looks too, which I was greatly encouraged about. Made some very much so, one and then just kind of went away from him. So very, yep, I agree. That's and you know they they got to get him the ball. They got to yeah, get him I the agree. ball. It's long overdue. Long overdue. But you know that's the way it is. They play you know Tennessee Thursday night, so we'll see where that goes. And and that leads me to the headline of this week. And I'll be honest, um, when thinking of a headline, you guys, I I I sat here saying. I don't think we really have. I mean, I understand we're in what? We're, we're, we're basically halfway through the season, right? I mean, there's still a lot of football left to be played, okay? I understand that what I'm saying could uh, could seem like a stretch. Um, but I think everything that we said in week four can almost be put to bed. I think that a team – you look at a lot of what's going on right now, and this is the headline for me. A lot of what's going on right – I mean, did you see what the New Orleans Saints did spanking the crap out of Tampa? Did you see what a team like Pittsburgh had to do to beat Dallas? Like, I mean, there is still so much uncertainty right now, and there's so many great defenses and not enough great offenses. And so, Bryce, I'm, I'm going to have you take this narrative. It's a narrative, I think. It's not a specific team here. Do you think that we eventually see a change in offensive play? Because it seems like the defenses are there. 
seems like we're seeing great defenses right now. It seems like we're seeing teams come up and step up. And then offenses are, are just not they're, – they're not what you want. And, you know, the, for an example, Colts Ravens, they're not what you want. Tampa, they're not what you want. You know, I I think the Chiefs have been weird offensively despite the fact that they keep winning. Uh, I, I don't – I think it's weird. I think watching the Chiefs right now is weird. I don't I don't think you can sit there and tell me that the Chiefs are, are what they've been last year or anything like that. This is not the same Kansas City team that, that – is fearing or is, is a team that I'm sitting there scared of uh, per se. So, you know, Bryce, are, are, what, what's your thoughts on that narrative perhaps? Uh, I'm still terrified to play the chiefs. Every team in the league should be. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Caleb, I, we, uh, you saw the clip that, that was shared uh, on Sunday of, of the play. I really, I didn't know what I was looking at. You had people going sure. left you are you had the offensive line going left. You had Patrick Mahomes go left, but then he came back right. You have receivers going left and going. I was confused, and somehow the ball just ended up in the end zone. I don't know how. I'm still scared to play the Chiefs, but there is no other offense that I really fear. Now, do I feel like Tampa Bay is going to figure it out? Yeah, they are. I don't think we're going to see that again, but they have a long way to go. You know, especially only putting up three three points against a, a good but not great. New Orleans Saints defense, right? But no, I mean, we've seen a lot of good defensive football. You know, you see some teams get loose, but I'm still, I'm still terrified to play the Chiefs. Terrified. Patrick, Keith, what do you think of that narrative? Magic maker. Yeah, I I agree with Bryce. I I find it hard to believe that any team out there is better than the Chiefs. And, you know, there's never been a team like there's only one undefeated team in football for a reason, you know? There like, are, like, but I, no, like ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, it's yes, so hard okay. to be consistent every week. Yeah. Um. So I, I think even if the Chiefs only won by two against the Panthers, who really cares? They who won. Really cares. Okay. All right. All right. Because the reason I the reason I think it's interesting right now is I think everybody thought that the Steelers were going to come in and spank the Cowboys, and the crap. You know, they come in 24 to 19. Right, they. I mean, come on. Big Dallas was only, out for a little bit, though. Oh, I'm not. Bu- I'm not buying. Oh, come that. on, come on, come on. You're throwing on, Garrett Caleb. Gilbert at quarterback. You're throwing up a bang defense. I'm not. I'm not buying that. Plus, I'm. I'm not. I'm not buying the fact that some of these things that we're seeing right now are are, are going to quote change. I. I. I think this is going to be a, a fascinating. Second half, I think this this is there's a lot to watch out for. Um, you know, there's teams out there that we feel like are good, and then it's all of a sudden they're sliding back, or we think that they're figuring it out and they're sliding back. For an example, you look at a team like the Chargers. The first week they got Herbert back, everybody thought they were going to look good. Now they can't hold a lead. Now they can't even finish a game and get a lead, as shown in you know what we'll talk about in the the you know recaps. I just. But for me, this narrative for me is a bigger narrative. It's more of let's just get your thoughts here because I I am not as crazy when it comes to some of these top echelon teams, teams like Kansas City right now. I need to see a little bit more. Uh, I need to see – just for me personally, I I understand that you guys are like it's the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs, but – I mean, I feel like you got to take advantage of Carolina. I mean, with all due respect, it's Carolina Panthers, and you're at home. You only win by two points. I, sh- I shouldn't feel that way. I'm, I'm the Kansas City Chiefs for a reason. I'm Super Bowl champions. I only beat a team that's three and four by two points. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, and, and I think that just kind of leads into an interesting, interesting perspective. And you know, just some, just some quick talk. And you know, as we move forward, you know, the other thing that obviously we just mentioned earlier is, you know, we always do the Sunday night right after the headline. And I mean, man. I mean, how do you guys look at this game from a New Orleans perspective? Because I, I'm here's I know I will get into Tampa. Okay, Tampa got the butt kicked. But is this real? What New Orleans is doing is this something that's consistent, or is this a this is their best that they can be? And I don't think they can get to this week by week. And Keith, I'll start with you on that one. Yeah, I don't think they can get to this week by week. Um, I find it hard to believe for as old as Drew Brees is that he's going to be able to do this consistently. Not only that, um, you know, obviously Alvin Kamara, pretty good, pretty good at the game of football. But uh, I'd say so. 
I think that's a good observation. I mean, it's kind of a problem when your best receiver, like, I know he hasn't been, he hasn't been really present this year. Um, He's the best receiver in football when he's on. Sure. Like obviously injuries are going to hold him back and then him fighting people. So. Yeah. If if he's not, if he's not going to mature, I I think that's a valid point. I don't think, you know, obviously you're going to be one of the best offensive teams um, when your team's on, you know, and you have the weapons yeah. you do, but can you do it every week? That's what matters. Bryce, do you, are you with Keith on this, or do you think that they are going to be able to figure this out? This is a week where you're seeing New Orleans come to life in a sense. Nope, nope. I think they're going to figure it out here. Sean Payton is still one of the greatest offensive minds in football. I don't care about this young guy wave that's coming through right now. I still think Sean Payton is great. And, you know, getting Michael Thomas back is huge. I think you're really going to see more production out of Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he's a true number two guy, right? He needs to have a dynamic playmaker like Michael Thomas on the other side for him to really uh, get get open in space and and make some plays. And then you have Jared Cook, who's a solid tight end, um, and Traquan Smith, and you got Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. Uh, Marquise Callaway kind of emerging as well. There's so many guys that you can get involved, right? Um, and then you, you know, in the run game, Kamara and Murray, that tandem there, um, is going to be good. So no, I think they're going to, they're going to figure it out. Uh, you know, you, you want to see Jameis eat some more W's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love it, man. Love it. Good for Jameis. And oh, oh, Keith, come on, come on. I, uh, I don't. I don't know. One, it's not even his own fault that he's dead to me. Why does he not have a starting job? That's ridiculous. Because he's learning he, from he, one of the greatest. You think he's a starter, Keith? Absolutely. He went to Florida State. What? Oh, here we go. Oh, he won I it. forgot he won about it. this. I yeah, forgot about this. Oh, this I just want everyone sense. to know that he is more entertaining than a lot of quarterbacks out there. Why not have him? Why, because he throws a bunch of picks? Yeah, who cares? No, no, not At the end of the day, it's not about winning. It's about who has fun. Oh, stop. Come on. on. We're we're not at the round table. We're not here for fun. We're here for winning. We're here for for who has a good good day watching the sports ball. Guess what? Everyone has a good day watching Jameis throw as many picks as touchdowns. Why doesn't he have a starting job? It's fun. Okay. All right. Oh, come on. All right. But in, in in all seriousness with the Saints, I think we know that this is the capability of their offense. But, you know, how real are you with the Saints defense? You know, you're holding Tampa to three points. Is that more of a Tampa's offense didn't look good? Or is that a "Eh, New Orleans may have figured out something on defense? I mean, how do you guys, I mean, there are three picks on Brady, obviously, that's, that's not what you want. And, you know, but this is a defense that's been criticized to not, you know, step it up a notch to, to not take it to another level. And, you know, to the, you know, to the defense of the Saints, I, you held Tampa to three points. I mean, is, is, is this just Brady being off Bryce or is this the Saints maybe finding something here? Well, let's, I think these numbers are a bit misconstrued, right? The Saints leading, so they had three guys, they had three leading tacklers. They were all tied at five tackles apiece, okay? Here's another thing that you got to think about. Tampa Bay set an NFL record in this game. Yeah. They set a record for the fewest rushing attempts in a game with five so the Saints had no had no they they didn't have to worry about the run game. They just had to play deep and cover receivers, and that's what they did. And 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 Brady would just throw the ball right to him, do the ball right to him. Didn't have to worry about Ronald Jones or or Leonard Fournette, Fair. who who by the way only ru- they ran the ball four times. Somehow Blaine Gabbert got a rush in there for a negative one yard and and. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that I don't know that the Saints necessarily did anything special on defense. I think Drew Brees just handed him a late a, a lead and said, "Hey, don't mess this up." You know that that was really it. You know, so I no, I, I don't. I think the Saints defense is good, but I don't think they they have this secret sauce. Keith, 
I might have been able to stop this run game. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, all I'm going to say. I don't understand. How do you only run the ball five times? I don't get that. I get it you're is. playing from behind, but geez, man. Yeah, but you can spice it up a little bit. Like yeah, I said, for real, run a draw play. <laughs> Give me a draw play for crying out loud. It's a, I don't know. I, it, it was weird to see how bad the Bucks' offense looked. I mean, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Because Bruce Arians is going to find somebody bl- to blame other than himself, which is comical every week, right? How do you just not have your team ready to play against your division rival who they've already beat your tail once, and then they go out and just That's flat exactly out embarrass right. you? That's exactly right. That is right. just bad. This team's you, a little sloppy. It's it's bad. They're so inconsistent right now. They they look like they're a Super Bowl team one week, and then the next week they look like this. They look like I, like trash. I this is what I'm saying. This was an entertaining game just because it was bad. It was sure. like a, it was like you know fire. You just can't look away. You just want to see it burn. Yeah, normally this is a game we wouldn't even talk about, but just because the teams who are involved, we got to talk about it. You got it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, I mean, the Saints put the stamp on. You know, Tampa, you know, they still got to go. The division still runs through them. You know, let, let's make that clear that the Saints, the Saints are still owning that division. You know, this is a, they've, they've had it for years. And I think they put their stomp on it, you know, in this season series with Tampa being able to, de- you know, to pretty much beat them and beat them handily, in my opinion, twice. It's it's convincing. It's convincing. And, you know, I I'm curious to see how this game can, you know, boost Drew Brees, how a guy like Sean Payton uh, can use this game as, as a, as a boost, you know, for a team that I feel like we've always sat there and we're like, yeah, they're good. But this was the game where you're like, all right, this is what, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what new Orleans was expecting. This is the type of team we were expecting Super Bowl contending. This is it. And if they continue this, I think the sky's the limit. I think the sky's the limit, but I think you guys have a great point. Tom Brady made him look really, really good on the defense side of the ball. So maybe, maybe it's not going to be that way, but, but I, I like what the saints did. I think it was good for them. And, you know, as, as we, as we move through Sunday night, obviously we're going to get into our game recaps and, and the game recaps, there's plenty, there's absolutely plenty of games to look into. And the game I want to start with Bryce is the guy that you keep hating on. And you keep sending him to your detention. Jeez, man. In Joshua Allen, quarterback, Buffalo. Bryce Shetty is a hater, Keith, of Joshua Allen. He's a hater. He's an this absolute should be hater. illegal. It, it, oh, I, I might even just stop right there. Josh Allen puts up 44 points against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, Jacob Keith, I, I first off, the first thing I want to say to you is, is this something that could be worth, you know, just – roasting Bryce Shaddy about with the fact that he just is not a Josh Allen guy, just doesn't think he's all that great. Doesn't even really think he's all that good, Keith. It's not even about great, is he think he's all that good. I mean, this is, this is, oh, come on. I I have like three or four things to say. Let's start with it. One, he is so tall. Do you realize how tall he is? (laughs) (laughs) He he is ridiculously tall. What is he, like 6'4"? He's like six, he's taller than that. Six foot. He's 6'5". He is so tall. He's got great hands. They're large. You know, I don't want a quarterback with small hands. They're big. Yep. You know, he could. Did you see that clip of him throwing the ball like 60 yards on his knees? Oh, Do you know yeah. how strong he is? Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce. And, I mean. Yeah, Bryce. I just can't believe that you still doubt this guy after 415 yards. Oh, come on, Bryce. Against the Seattle Seahawks. Defense, not bad. Josh Allen looks great in shorts. He will continue to do so. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't see why anyone would not love Josh Allen. He's the type of guy you bring home to the parents. Bryce, you're going to beat this logic? Yeah, I would actually. Go ahead. I would actually. Go ahead. So you're telling me that that Josh Allen is some amazing guy. He he threw for 415 yards and three touchdowns. And, oh, my goodness, he was so amazing. 
I know where you're going to go, and that's a ridiculous statement. I if you think follow we're along forgetting game. about something. Oh, we're forgetting we about something. Oh, oh we're forgetting okay. how bad Seattle's defense is. Oh, here we go again. And this has been a theme for Josh Allen. Excuses, excuses, been, excuses. This has been a theme, Caleb Lynn. And oh, don't you come this at is, me on this. This is ridiculous. He conti- oh, he sure. He You're asking him to do this against he, contending teams. He loves oh. tearing up bad defenses, just loves it. But when he faces a good defense, Caleb Lynn, let me tell you, he's a shell of himself. You didn't argue any of my other points. I look. You can't, I you can't argue that he looks great in shorts. He's got great That's a hands. Weird, Keith. He throws the ball very far. <laughs> hey, congratulations! I am so happy for Josh Allen that he is tall, looks great in shorts, has big hands. I take him home uh, to show my parents. That's all great and dandy. I'm happy for the guy, but I am not picking him. To win in a playoff game or take me to the Super Bowl. I'm just not. At this point in his career, I am not doing it. And you can't convince me otherwise. I look, he's your problem is that your problem is that logic is only Patrick Mahomes. That that's what your logic is. That's what your logic is. Isn't that the standard, Caleb? Patrick Mahomes is the standard? Yeah. I would say that's top tier. That's like Chick-fil-A is obviously top-tier fast food, but McDonald's is is the standard. Is it? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oscar movies are not the standard for great movies. Then what is, Keith? Are you taking on the Academy on on the podcast? Yeah, that wouldn't be a standard. That would be the top tier of movies for the year. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is a top-tier quarterback. Fine. It's fine. Josh Allen exceeds the standard. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Here's my thing. Josh Allen will tear up really bad defenses and more power to him. I'm glad he looks like MVP uh, you're, Josh you're Allen being, that everybody being... was drooling over. But uh, let's keep being... it in perspective here. Okay. All right. Seattle can't stop water. They can't stop water. Okay. They can't stop anything. You've been asking him to do this against contending teams, Bryce. He I just am. did that. He just Ooh. did that. Seattle, the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks have Seattle a contending is gonna, team. Seattle's going to get continuously get torched until they fix that that defense. They might win a game, and this is the problem, though. Okay, that 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 defense is so bad; it's forcing Russ to to basically ruin his MVP race here. All right, and, Bryce Kellerman. He turned the ball over four times. He has right. to do so much because right, his Bryce. defense is so bad. He doesn't have Chris Carson. Okay. He doesn't have Carlos Hyde. He's working with DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. Who's that? Who? You're asking him to do too much because there's no defense. And the fact that they were able to put up 34 against a tough Buffalo defense is amazing in and of itself. So, yeah, sure. Pat yourself on the back, Buffalo. You had a good I just win. want to note, Josh Allen had zero interceptions. Uh, great. I'm glad because he fumbles and turns the ball over way too much sometimes. But he's got great hands. That's fine. <laughs> oh, great. If those hands could stop fumbling, that'd be great. They're they're big. That's great, Keith. I'm so happy he has big hands. <laughs> I just can't believe that you don't think he looks great in shorts. That's the most offensive thing out of all of us. Uh, dude, I just – Look up a picture of him in shorts. I I'm telling think, you, I'll look it up for you. <laughs> I don't think I want to see it, Keith. I, you look, you keep your shorts picked to yourself. Look man. at this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look at that. Look at oh, him. No, no, come no. on, man. Oh, okay. Those are room, shorts Keith. wet. Those are get, shorts wearing get a legs. Room. Get a room, All right, Keith. Keith. All right, Keith. All right, Keith. <laughs> you, you are you are aboard, Josh Allen. Just like I am, and look, I, I think the, the this is a this is a very great game for Josh, and and I think this is what you need. You know, you, you came out against a contending team, and and you proved it. I, I think this was good to see. I think, you know, moving forward for the Bills, I, you know, they're going to have a, an interesting you know race uh, for that first place spot, especially oh. if Miami keeps playing like it. I got one more thing on Buffalo, and this is this is not a hate on Josh Allen. This is just the straight up truth. Okay, Zach Moss should be the bell cow. Devin Singletary, that experiment has failed. Cut him. Just cut him and go with Zach Moss. Cut him. Cut him. Cut him. Oh, you don't cut him. Cut him. He's a bum, Caleb. He's a certified bum. There's no. You're not going to run the ball when you can throw the ball the way you did. Bum. Zach Moss. Start him. 
No, that's that's just that's He's a that's bum. absurd. That's absurd. It's just that's absurd. You're rating Singletary just off. That's off fine. List. That's absurd. Fine. Look at his stats, Caleb, and tell me. I don't know what you could say about Zach Moss's either. He's got too many DNPs. The the uh, the, the the Tennessee Titans uh, also played the Chicago Bears. Bryce and the Tennessee Titans uh, will be playing the Indianapolis Colts next Thursday, and they beat Chicago Bears twenty four to seventeen. And, and Keith, I, I want you to I want you to take this here first. I mean, this is a team in Tennessee that that seems to have an identity of they want to run the ball, they want to dominate you at the line of scrimmage, they want you to get you on play action, they want to get the ball to AJ Brown, they want to start you know getting that run game going but now you know it seemed like the defense came in big they made some big plays against an offense that you should be making you know plays on if you're defense right the bears are you know pretty pitiful on on that side of the ball and and i guess you know keith what what are your thoughts on the tennessee titans and how lousy the chicago bears and particularly matt Nagy. Is as a head football coach. I mean, the, how do you, how do you, how do you see? How did you see this game, Keith? How did you see it? Well, you know, I I do like Tennessee a lot. Um, surprisingly, in this game, Derrick Henry kind of quiet. You know, nice. sixty-eight yards. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of shows you the multiple dimensions that Tennessee can play from. As you said, AJ Brown. You know, I didn't see it when he was drafted. I see it now. <laughs> um, yeah. I think part of the reason they won and maybe didn't have a great offensive game because they really didn't, you know, Dana oh. Hill only 158 yards. Yep. Ten um, completions. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Stats don't should yep. stats, stats say they shouldn't have won, you know? Right. Um, it just shows how awful Chicago is. And as someone who owns three Chicago offensive players on their fantasy team, I can assure <laughs> you that uh, it's not a fun offense to watch. Um, it is it's truly infuriating every year you think oh it's going to be different what's not what Chicago team do you say <laughs> you know what they had a good offense none of them but there's <laughs> not a team <laughs> in recent memory where you're like you know what you remember that Chicago offense they could they could really do something Nope. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe when Jay Cutler had uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte. Yeah, Jay Cutler, good offense, seems like an oxymoron. He was good for the Bears. He was good. I thought he was yeah. decent. He was, uh, yeah, decent. Decent isn't good, though. Decent. Better than what they got right now. I'm not arguing that. Better than what they had in 06. <laughs> Again, not arguing that. Arguing that. <laughs> it's like Chicago's offense is like the 85 Bears offense, but without the greatest defense of all time. Yeah, that's, how are they that's, five and yeah. four? Who knows? Uh, well, they've uh, they've lost a bunch since they started. Uh, like what, yeah. five and two. I, it, yeah, exactly. Not good. And, and we we talked about this, Lynn. Like we we, we yes, said we that this this Bears team is not very good. You know, if they can keep it a low-scoring game, they might win. I mean, in this game, it looked like turnovers killed them, right? David sure. Montgomery fumbled. Anthony yep. Miller fumbled. They lost those fumbles. Here's another take for you, Lynn. Guess who no. can join? Guess who can join Devin Singletary? Okay, David Montgomery. No, bum, bum. No. He's a bum. Well, oh, you're calling Montgomery carries, a bum? Fourteen carries for thirty yards. Has he run over? Has he run for over 100 yards this season? How much is to blame on the offensive line, though? I I, agree. I don't care, bum. He's a bum. That's Cut him. There, hey, you know there'll be spots for him in the XFL when it starts up in the next. Oh couple of my! Yeah, okay, be, if the Bears yeah, cut him, wow. I'm a. I would want any team who is in half need of a running back to pick him up. That's exactly right, Keith. Bum. He's 23 years old. Yeah, just, I, just he, a bum. He's the highest he's he gotten really this year. Catch too. He's 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 a good. Uh, I like Pass catcher from. Okay, no, 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 Lynn. Tell me what what's the highest he, he's run for this year? The highest he's ran for this year: twenty one carries and eighty nine yards. Ah, oh, bum. He's a bum. Get him out for a starting running back. That's embarrassing. And, and Matt Nagy needs. You know what, man? I'm done with Matt Nagy. He's he's been awful. He's, he's been, been awful. awful. It, he's been you're awful. telling me Chicago needs to throw the ball fifty two times? No, they they don't need to do that. And that's no, what don't. I would push. That's what I would push with you, Bryce on Montgomery. They, Matt Nagy is, you know, coming in with this offense that's like, you know, acting like, you know, it, it's it's just. 
I find it absurd because he's trying to act like he's got Kansas City Chiefs personnel. No, and he doesn't. He, but he doesn't. He does. Cordero Patterson. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Bryce. He doesn't have that, and he's got to adjust to what he's got. And he doesn't do that enough, you know. For crying out loud, Keith, I think it's embarrassing that you have three Chicago Bears on your fantasy team. But that is when, when it comes hey. when when it comes when it comes to Chicago, you know, look, they you got to be able to get Allen Robinson double digit targets every single week. Period. Point blank. I, you got to do it every week. He's Jimmy Graham. Guy. Jimmy Graham, you paid money for. Get him the ball. Yeah, you know, he he touched down this week, though. Your, your he other did. ten tight ends. You have like ten tight ends. And then Why? Anthony Miller. You know, he he had a you know five for fifty nine. But I understand what you're saying, Bryce. You know, you need more from Montgomery. I don't you know disagree with that. But to me, this is a system problem. This is not an individual player's problem. This is something that you fix maybe by moving on from Maggie. I, I think that's a possibility there in Chicago, and I think. At some point, Bears fans have to be tired of seeing this lethargic offense and such a great defense because that's I mean, that's what's happening. There's a reason with three Chicago Bears players, there's a reason Frankie Smokes fan club only has three wins this season. So, um, yeah, this offense is awful, and I wouldn't I wouldn't wish anyone watching it. You know, yeah, you're, you're better off, you know, doing chores around the house, watching paint dry. Um, getting your foot stuck in a bear trap. Any of these things would be more enjoyable than watching this offense. I would agree with that. There you go. There you go. Keith put it best. And, and you know, another game that I think was, you know, intriguing and, and at least fascinating for many is the the quarterbacks in this Miami and Arizona game, Tua Tagovailoa, Kyla Murray, and, you know, Miami being able to pull out the win 34 to 31, uh, you know, and obviously there's a lot of controversy as Arizona could have, you know, probably done a little bit more with a minute 58 left, but it said settled for a field goal. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this Miami Dolphins team, Bryce. They're five and three. It seems like they're really figuring it out. You know, and I wasn't crazy on two. I think people needed to slow the train down with Tua last week. You know, he didn't he didn't have jack crap to do with that game last week against Rams. If you look at the stats, he had nothing to do with it. It was the defense. And he's got a good defense. They're figuring that out. But this was a game that I can sit back and hear, you know what? Tua Tagovailoa is a solid quarterback. That's going to work out well for them. Because he played like it. He didn't turn the ball over. 250, you know, about 250 yards and two touchdowns. And you don't have Gaskin, okay? You, you, you know, you, you don't have your back, right? And, you know, Devontae Parker says, all right, I don't get six for 64. You know, Gasicki, all right, I'll get four, you know, three for 42. Preston Williams, I'll take four for 60 and a touchdown. Now, Williams is hurt. And yeah, that'll be interesting to off. see, you know, what, how they try to replace that. Uh, but, you know, this is a very solid team. It seems like Brian Flores really has something here, Bryce, that's going to be fun to watch throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, and this is the first Belichick disciple uh, to really kind of put it together here. You know, we, yeah. we've we've seen people like McDaniels and Patricia, you know, try on their own and, and kind of fail miserably. Flores is – he might be the right guy. Now, I mean, we, we haven't seen a whole – I know you're a Joe Judge hater – you are oh, anti Joe judge fire him now, even though he hasn't been through an entire season, but I mean, let's wait on that. But uh, yeah, he's building something sure. to look good. 20 to 28. So, I mean, he's looking accurate. Um, you know, it'd be nice if he had Gaskin to have that solid running back. I mean, Jordan Howard really didn't get anything going. Um, they really don't have any, well, and they had uh, Matt Breida. He was out. Uh, this yep. week, so I mean, you're you're down to your third string, which Jordan Howard usually isn't a bad a bad option, but uh, this game it was for sure. But uh, Tuan did what he needed to do. I mean, especially on that scramble that he had, um, where you you kind of hold your breath, right? Anytime Tua runs, you hold it, you hold your breath, hoping the guy just doesn't get hurt. You know, you want to yeah. see the guy play, uh, but he made a play. They scored yeah. a touchdown. They won the game. Yeah. You know, so I'm encouraged by what I see now. Now you got a little bit of tape on two of those. So we'll see what he does after teams kind of game plan better for him. But I'm encouraged by this. Keith, you know, looking at it, I mean, obviously there's ways to look at it from the, the Miami perspective. But for the Arizona perspective, obviously they're they're five and three. They're in a tight division with Seahawks and the Rams and, and everything else that comes with that. 
what does this game do for you if you're a Cardinal fan? If you're sitting here like, all right, we were at home and we had opportunities and and we didn't finish and we're in a tight division and and I know that every game is going to matter and and I'm not able to pull this off at home. Is is there any sort of panic for you with the Cardinals here in this game? Not at all. I mean, you got a young you got a young offense. Got DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, great game, just five catches, hundred. What? I, yeah, I don't know, but I'm, you still got, you know, he's still DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the day. You yeah. know, nothing to worry yeah. about there. Yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk, five catches, 123 yards, having a great year. Um, you got to feel good about your offense at the least. You know, obviously Miami's well coached. Um, they want players playing there because there's no state income tax in Florida. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I, money. I know I I think that it's more just Miami played better than I would be worried. Like, if I'm Arizona, I'm like, oh, better team. Okay. Better team on a better day. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I think this game was very back. I like this game. I think they're, it was telling. I think it's fun. I think, you know, when you're thinking of Tua and Kyler, you're looking at two of the NFL's future top guys down the line. Uh, very possibly, at least you hope. Yeah, uh, him, those two and Josh Allen, I think, you know. Those three definitely are in that conversation. And look, when it comes to when it comes to this game, and and when it comes to you know the future of the league, I mean, it was on display in this, and it was fun to you know cover, fun to see, and you know I think for Miami, it's a good win, and and proves you know that they need to be respected. Uh, they're going to be in the hunt. Uh, Buffalo does not have an easy uh, you know pavement. Uh, lined up for a division title because of the way Miami's playing. And, and that's that's going to be fun to watch uh, throughout the rest of this year. And I think for the Cardinals, I, I think, Keith, you're right on. I'm not panicked either. You know, this is a good offense. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I think this team, you're still looking at, you know, a potential postseason run and, uh, you know, where they get there. And that's a big step for them anyway. You know, if winning a game is house money at this point for the Cardinals. If they just get to the postseason, uh, that. That's just enough in itself, in my opinion, and and that and that kind of you know leads me into another direction here and another team that I've been very intrigued with here, right? So the last couple of weeks, which I know you have, which I know you have been intrigued with, and that is the Raiders beating the Chargers thirty-one to twenty-six, and the Chargers have obviously struggled, struggled mightily at finishing games this season. They're two and six. A lot of people can blame the coaching. Uh, a lot of people can just blame the, you know, unfortunate luck of the the charges this season. But, you know, the Raiders really put on a show in the second half. You know, this was a team that really crumbled at the end of the first half. Their car made a stupid turnover. Chargers come in, they take the lead. It looked like they were just going to set themselves up for a nice second half run. And all of a sudden, Derek Carter starts throwing lasers uh, to your guy, Bryce, Nelson Aguilar and uh, Darren Waller. And, and you know, I think for Oakland, I, this is not a team to just, you know, to just push aside. They're 5-3 and three and they're good. And, 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 and I think John Gruden's got him in a really good spot right now. And, and, and I'm curious to see you know, how they, how they build off of this. And, 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 you know, before you get to a price, I'll let Keith start on this one. I mean, how do you see this game? And, and, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the readers right now being five and three and, you know, beating a chargers team that has been capable of getting leads, however they've been blowing them. And, you know, it doesn't seem like they're a two and six team really Keith. It seems as if they're better than a two and 16, the Chargers are, but the Raiders came out, they played hard and, and, you know, one and at the end, and, and it was a credit to their defense for some fantastic plays. If I'm the Raiders, I, I'm feeling pretty good after this win. Um, like you said, Chargers are, they say they're two and six, but they're better than that. They play better than that. They just can't finish games, which is fine. You know, they got a young quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, exactly. The Raiders, great defense. Um, I, I've okay. got to be feeling good about John Gruden. I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but. I don't really love the Raiders' offense, and uh, the team looks fine. They're serviceable. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I know Bryce. You've been high on. You've been riding the train for the Raiders all season. You were, you were leading the charge. I mean, I liked them, but you were, you were high up there. You were like, "Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them." And now they're five and three, Bryce. Yeah, and that's the thing about the Raiders. Like, like they'll lose you. They'll lose a game they shouldn't lose, and you'd be like, oh, I'm out on the Raiders. But then they'll come back, and, and they'll put up points, and they'll just have a, a legit strong victory, right? <laughs> Derek Carr, I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he can get the job done. I mean, that you see that leap he had? 
yeah. for that first down. I mean, it's like a spring. He came off a springboard, man. I, I was impressed by that. But, uh, I mean, you kind of take the load off uh, Josh Jacobs a little bit and you get Booker some carries. I agree. And uh, yeah. uh, I, I kind of like that. You know, yeah. you gotta, you can't, you can't run Josh Jacobs into the ground and, and get him hurt, right? I mean, that's your guy, okay? Yeah. But Caleb, there's another yeah. guy. You know, I've been high on, and you continue to doubt him. Nelson Aguilar, another touchdown this week. Come on, Caleb, you got to be coming around just a little bit. Come He's on. Fine. Oh, come on, Caleb. Come on. Carr loves him. I, I, I'm not going with any of that. I think oh, I'm, I'm no. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. Oh, Caleb. I'm not going there. He's got a reputation. He's got to move through his Philly reputation. Ain't that great. And he's got to convince me. Whatever. But on the you flip know. side though, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Keith. Talk about a guy that looks good in shorts, good hands, can throw the ball a long way. How about Justin Herbert? He is nothing compared to my king, Josh. Oh, Allen. come on. Come on. He he bows at the foot of Josh Allen. Embarrassing. That's embarrassing. He's all right. He's fine. You know, hey, he'll never what, be what good as long as he's on the Chargers. Wow. 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 Now, that's an embarrassing take right there. That is a big Mark time my, take. Mark, that's embarrassing. Woo. He can never. he can be good. I should say he'll never be a winner as long as he's on the Chargers. No, no, I, he will be if they get the right coach in. We talked. You know about what Anthony they Lynn. say? Anthony Lynn needs to get the sack. You know what they say? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Oh, never my. heard that. Oh. That's new. I, uh, That's a good one. All right. Uh, I, uh, anyway. I mean, uh, you can't just you can't just say if 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 and then expect everything to pan out the way you want it to. You know, I mean, as, I get, as someone who has suffered as a Knicks fan, if we get this guy this summer, we'll be good. <laughs> Always think the worst if you're a sports fan, especially if you're a Chargers fan. Always think the worst. Uh, folks, you're hearing it firsthand from from a desperate Knicks fan. Don't don't believe don't be a Jacob Keith and be Yeah, just fan. always think always think the worst of your team. Bye. Uh, and you won't be disappointed uh, if it doesn't sounds work awful. out. That's right. awful. All right. Well, uh, well uh, I can't even I don't want to talk I don't want to talk. I'm not interested in that. In New York Knicks talk on the football podcast, but but I mean we'll we'll see where where this goes for Oakland down the line, and uh, you know another game, you know, and this was a team that I have been kind of hesitant on in the sense of I, I think that they are starting to figure out their identity and they're starting to figure it out very well, and I understand that it's three and five, uh, Jacob Keith, it's it you have a superstar running back right now. I, I, I'm not. I'm not willing to just say that Minnesota's just done. I'm not willing to go there. This 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 seems like an ingredient uh, that that they're really starting to figure out. They're just giving them the ball and they don't care. And he is becoming what uh, close to a top back in this league, Keith. And and just obviously you've been seeing the, the numbers. The you just can make the case. You can make the case. That's all I'm saying. I'm not making that case. There's plenty of guys out there. But uh, healthy, there's no one better. Oh, you want to you want to lock that in, Keith? Yeah. Oh, look, Keith is only saying this because that's the only thing that keeps him competitive in fantasy. Well, but well, that and he went to Florida State. Oh, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Jeez, that's that too. Man, that's that's too. So but but bad. you know, I, I guess Bryce to start this off. This is a you know a, a Detroit team obviously banged up. They don't have Kenny Galladay, and yeah. that's a lot for them. But yeah. again, for for Minnesota to control again, two hundred yards from Dalvin Cook once again. I I do not care that he hasn't faced the quote great running when you can put this amount of yardage on NFL defenses on a week in and week out basis that triumphs how good a defense is Bryce 200 yards is not easy no no and and to do it in back-to-back games yeah is even more difficult right I mean yeah Dalvin Cook is on a tear right now and and I'm here for it you know and and you know what you know what that opens up Caleb yeah. Opens it up for your boy, Kirk Cousins. <sighs> yeah, only threw he the ball to get 20 going. times, but he, he had to three touchdowns. 
Caleb has two weeks in a row where he hasn't done a whole lot, but he's made the plays that he's need to make. He has Uh, Irv Smith getting a little Irv Smith appearance now. Two touchdowns for him. Yeah. Two touchdowns. You know, they could definitely deal Kyle Rudolph. And I I think Irv Smith could be the guy out there at tight end from now on. But um, I know. I mean, Minnesota, they're rattling off some wins, you know, and and they look good. I like them. The unfortunate thing for Detroit is, is Matt Stafford got hurt again in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Um, you know, and yeah. and that and that's big. Massive. You know, uh, Massive. especially when you when you start to get some chemistry going with with Marvin Jones again. Uh, you know, Hawkinson obviously doing his thing. Not having Galladay obviously hurts. It does. Um, it you, definitely you does. You want to see the run game produce just a little bit more. I think DeAndre Swift is finally taking over as the top back out there. About time. It's about time. Um, I still like this Detroit team. I know, I know, we've crapped on Patricia a lot, <laughs> right? But I mean, they've been playing better, Caleb. They've been playing better. I'm not saying they're where, they should definitely be better than what they are. But they uh, Keith, take better. him to school, please. <laughs> Matt Patricia is one of the worst head coaches. Oh, he is. In he Thank you. I'm just saying they're playing better. That's all I'm um, saying. I still think Matt Patricia should be fired. Yeah, I think it would be idiotic to say not so. Um, yeah. Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I know health has always been a problem. but uh, Does he look good in shorts? No, he doesn't. Okay. That's there is only one man who looks good in shorts in the NFL, and that is all right, all right. Joshua uh, Allen. Okay, I've got a lot of Josh Allen today. i got a lot. I don't need not Josh enough. Allen on shorts every no time. There is no such thing as too much Josh Allen. No, um, not on shorts, Keith. Uh, what are you gonna do? Shorts are cool. Uh, no, I like. I I think that this Lions team is all right with a good head coach. I'm not saying they're great. But I'm, they're better than they are. Um, I I I think Matt Stafford's a really good quarterback, even with yep, the is. weapons he has. Yep. And uh, yeah, they they're underachieving for sure. I, I but you can make that argument. I mean, Patricia's lousy head. He, he's one of the worst head coaches in the league, and I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. I definitely know Bryce and I aren't disputing that. And and this is a team in in Detroit that's got some pieces. And Minnesota basically took them to school. They did exactly what they you know should do: get the ball to Dalvin Cook and clear the rest out. And uh, I'll I'll give them credit for that. You know, and and I know we talked about him earlier on the show. And Bryce, you. You're acting like everybody has to be up to the standard. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes beating the uh, Carolina Panthers 33 to 31, and and I mentioned my takes on 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 the Chiefs, and I, I feel like they're they're not. Um, my concern is is not fully there. I mean, I, I understand that they, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's it's not the team that I am. It's not. It's not a team I'm fearing. It's not a team I'm fearing. I, I, that's what I'll say. And this is a team in Carolina that that I think you know they they came out and they played well with McCaffrey coming back, Bryce, and uh, you know they finally got him back. You and I have been liking this offense for quite a while. They put up 31 points I, again. Yeah, Chiefs pulling off, uh, but. I, I'm not really wowed here uh, by the Chiefs. I'm not really. I, I just feel like this was a solid football game, but but not a a whole lot that we didn't know already type thing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, the Chiefs. I, I mean, what, what can you say? They they know what they're doing, right? At anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, you always have a chance in the game. And the Chiefs were down pretty big at the beginning of this game, but I mean. This team doesn't panic. I mean, they abandoned the run game. Uh, they only ran the ball 12 times, and they just let Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy just said, all right, go win it, kid, and that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. Uh, I mean, Carolina, I mean, they pulled out all the stops, right? Uh, you got CMC coming back. He touched the ball 28 times. Yeah. And I, and I, I have to say this, okay? Okay. So you're, you're telling me that you were going to split – or you, you were going to try to offset some of the, the touches that McCaffrey gets. And oh. he gets 28 touches in the game. And guess what happened, Caleb? He He's, got hurt. He got hurt again. You don't have to, you don't have to remind injury. me of this, please. You don't have to. It's a hurtful you know for what? my fantasy this team. Is, this is on Matt Rule. Okay? You, 
and I know it's not the same injury. It's a different injury. Like stuff happens during a game. That hurt. That that's but the you, hard part. You put you workhorse him the first week back, and he gets hurt again. This is going to hurt your football team. You are now three and six. You need Christian McCaffrey to to be in the lineup. Mike Davis is losing steam quickly, quickly. So this is irresponsible. Uh, Matt Rule is going to learn from it. I know he's first-year head coach, NFL head coach at least. He's going to learn from it. But this is inexcusable. I I think this is bad. I mean, Mike Davis only had one carry. One carry. Split the load for now. Keith, you got any takeaways here? Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Bryce here. Um, I just just disagree. Christian McCaffrey's paid dollars to run the football. Let's make him run the football. Yeah, pay him to sit on the sideline, Keith. Pay him to sit on the sideline. Guess what? If I get a productive day from him, which they clearly did. Oh, wow. Okay, so Keith Keith treats his players like pieces of meat. All right. (laughs) So what I pay him for. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is hey, so bad. they're paid to win. They're paid to win. <laughs> oh, they didn't God. win. You, yeah. you gave them all the carries and they didn't win. But you how lost. much? Wouldn't you have rather have been close? <laughs> you would have had a shot rather than playing half of Mike Davis and being down 20 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Which would you rather have? Because I know what I would rather have. That's just me. I'd rather not be three and six. That was, there was no way around that. Christian McCaffrey could have been healthy the whole time. That probably would have still been three and six. <laughs> oh, dude, I just this is this is a gross mishandling of, of it, it, it is it, it it's really bad. It is it, it it is it's not it's not what you want. And I see where Keith is going. It's Christian McCaffrey. You paid him the dollars, and and he's a top player in this game. I mean, you can forget about the position. He's a top player in this game, and so you want him on the field when you can. And I think that's what they tried to do. And unfortunately, another injury happened. And there's there, you you can't really control that kind of stuff. There's no and you know. running backs. You only got so much time with them. Yeah. Let's get Christian McCaffrey's use out of him while he's here. Yeah. Right. No, I understand that. I understand, and I think that's valid. And you know, for for the Chiefs, you came out, you you won this game. It was tight, and you finished it off. And uh, I think that's that's where the credit's got to go, point blank. And uh, you know, boys, you know, in terms of the games that we did not uh, go into, and you know, Atlanta, Denver, uh, you know, both teams three and five, three and six. I'm not not necessarily on the, uh, the train Falcons on almost blew it again, and they, they almost did, did it. But it wins a win, and that's exactly what they did. And credit him for that. Houston goes, you know, they they've continued their streak. Uh, you know, twenty seven to twenty five. They won six straight against Jacksonville. Did you know that, Bryce? They won six oh, straight against hey, Jacksonville. Jake Luton. Jake Luton looked and good though. Jake Luton did look good, and uh, Deshaun Watson just said, "I'm the better player," and they're up twenty seven yeah, to twenty five yeah, because of that. And then they, you know, that the Giants and uh, the Washington football team played coming uh, for the two, division lead. Two pathetic NFC East teams. And, the division uh, lead, the, Caleb. The, I ain't going there. But, 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 you know, here's the thing, Bryce. Would you have guessed that Daniel Jones was 4-0 against the Washington football team? No, I did know that. He has owned okay. them since he's come into the league. And you know Fascinating what? Fascinating to me. Uh, real quick, couple things. Okay. One, Austin Mack, leading receiver for the Giants. O-H-I-O, no. baby. Don't forget yeah. it. Right. Second, oh, it's it's cool when Bryce does it, but when I say no, oh, I, oh, I, oh, no, 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 uh, I think it's whatever. I think it's annoying. I think it's annoying. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Keith, I deal with this every week. Come on, Keith, I deal with this every day. You have to understand this. Bryce needs to get a room here with all right. It, second general thing, with Ohio State. Second thing, Kyle Allen. Shall, uh, hope you recover quickly. But you bring in Alex Smith, one-legged Alex Smith. He throws three picks, and then Ron Rivera. He's going to talk guts, about Haskins, Keith. The guts to go up there and say, yeah, Alex Smith is going to be the starter next week. Are you Riverboat kidding me? Ron. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What an absolute joke and embarrassment. Just just free Haskins. I can't wait for them to trade him, and he goes to a team, and he just, he just goes on All an right. absolute tear. I can't wait. I can't wait until they trade him to a team and he never plays another down of football. It's embarrassing. No, he should be playing. That man is an NFL quarterback. That's fair. That's fair. Green Bay, 
uh, 49ers. Green Bay took care of the banged up 49ers, 34-17. Uh, you know, not not too much to really discuss there. They just kind of took care of business. And uh, the Patriots, uh, they didn't, you know, they came back because the Jets are so bad, 30-27. Uh, to 27. Uh, there's not, again, I'm not trying to, you know, get into that and, and discuss that. That just kind of is what it is. And, you know, and I guess, you know, the next, the next segment is, uh, for many of us, our favorites, uh, they get the sack segment and, uh, Keith, this is your first time doing this segment. So I will let you take it away. Who deserves the sack this week? Um, yeah, we kind of talked about it earlier. Our good friend from Detroit, Matt Patricia is, pencil in his ear looks stupid and he's a bad football coach Um, (laughs) that's an understatement I I can't believe that he has just taken what talent he's had and just said you know what it'd be kind of funny if we never used you I think that (laughs) I think that it's a good practical joke that he's playing on the Detroit Lions and uh I can't imagine being a Lions fan and having him as my coach. Bad. Bryce, who's your get the sack? My candidate this week is none other than the hat-wearing Bruce Arians. What did you do? Why do you continuously lose to the Saints? You go in, you get Antonio Boomin Brown this week. And you get nothing from your offense. Definitely. You don't run the football. You make Brady throw it a bunch. Mike Evans didn't show up. Chris Godwin didn't show up. Antonio Brown didn't show up. This is embarrassing for this offense. It is. And Bruce Arians is is a great offensive mind in this league. And he just threw up an absolute dud. You telling me you can only manage three points? The Saints even gifted you a turnover at the beginning of the second half. Mm-hmm. And you can't score. I don't understand it. Bruce Arians, you deserve the sack this week. Byron Leftwich, don't let the door hit you on the way out, too. I'll let that take its moment of silence. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw in Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy deserves it. I think Matt Nagy is not willing to adjust to the team that he has. Um, he's being stubborn. He he needs to adjust his offense. He's trying to make Nick Foles into something he's not. He, he needs to try to do what he can to adjust to what his personnel is. And to be honest with you, the best that the Chicago Bears are going to be, whether you think he's good or not, is Mitch Trubisky. That's what you need to do. Whether you think he's all that talented, not that talented, that's a different discussion. But Chicago needs to find ways to make him the best that they can possibly be. And that is on Nagy for not trying to create a system that allows him to do so. And in my opinion, this week showed that for the Chicago Bears because they can beat some of these teams if they adjust their schemes. And that's on Nagy. That is on Nagy. That is not on the talent around him. And, and you know, I guess that leads into the panic button. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of teams you can put on the panic button, in my opinion, a lot. And he, here, here's where I'm going to lean. Here's where I am going to lean. I believe that the team that needs to be on the panic button this week is the Arizona Cardinals. Because you're looking at a team that needs to win a game like this at home. I understand where Keith is coming from that I don't believe this is season demoralizing, but this needs to be a wake up call and you hit the panic button and stuff like this. Cliff Kingsbury has got to control the room. Cliff Kingsbury needs more. Cliff Kingsbury has to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins more than three times. He's got to be able to adjust. This is a team that did not have some of its top secondary players. It showed. It showed. Now, the stats aren't overwhelming, right, with Devontae Parker and Yusuke. They're not like, oh, wow, what a studly game. But it's they're good games, and it was a balanced approach. And I think that that is a problem. You have to finish out this game if you're, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, and that's where I stand. Keith, what is your panic button? The Seattle Seahawks. I, I don't care. I don't care if Josh Allen – 
is the coolest man I've ever met. No team should be allowed to score 44. Isn't that what they had? 44. Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. A little too much. I'm I'm panicking if I'm Seattle's defense. Um, That's fair. I, I don't know if this is a Super Bowl winning defense like they've had in the past. And, you know, you don't go into a season saying, let's just not win the Super Bowl this year. Exactly right. So... Um, exactly right. I think I think you got to get that under control, and I'd hit the panic button because you're not getting anywhere with a good defense, Bryce, or without one. Excuse me, <sighs> Caleb. You know what pains me? What does pain you? I have to push the panic button on my team, the Indianapolis Colts. That's been about time. It's uh, it's sobering, it's sobering. I'm but I appreciate your this I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> We're not going to beat any really good teams unless we get better quarterback play and we get a another. Oh, I like the sound of all uh, an elite receiver. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's really sad because we have a really good defense and we're wasting it, and we have a really good offensive line and we're wasting it, and our running backs need to quit fumbling <laughs> the ball, and uh, it's just really sad. And Nick Sirianni should get the sack. Because he's an embarrassment of an offensive coordinator. I'm panicking. You're panicking. Okay. It's not good. All right. I won't I won't push the buttons there because I have been begging for this for quite a while, Bryce. And you know, look, this this is a this was the you know, obviously the the teams that were not playing this week, the Rams, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Browns, all four of those teams were on buys. And you know, this was a this was a fascinating week, you guys. It really was uh, a lot to discuss. Uh, a lot to get into. Uh, we'll have the Wednesday show uh, this this week. Uh, we're, we're just going to do individual show this week, and then we'll have our, our everything goes back to normal next week. Uh, and you know, Keith, uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming on the Lynn Sandy podcast. And uh, you know, it was a privilege talking football with you. It was a party. We should do it again sometime. Absolutely. And uh, Bryce Shaddy, uh, once again, co-host. Uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the discussion. Of course, always. Can't wait for next week. Yeah, and we have plenty of stuff out there for you to keep listening to. Uh, the Running Hook podcast uh, with Alex Burr. Uh, we, I literally just got done recording uh, an episode uh, with Alex earlier today. Uh, oh, so was check about? that out. Uh, and it was about off season, about off season in the NBA okay. and moves that are being made. So he wanted to talk about that. So we did that. Uh, and then we also have the cinema podcast uh, with Zach Griffith and Brett Sexton. Uh, that is something to always check out and something to note. The Triple Option podcast as well. Uh, the battleground is continuing. Yeah, we got one so, so. this week. We're recording yeah. tomorrow, so we're pretty excited about that one. And there you go. There you go. Uh, Keith, Keith pl- plug your podcast, man. Uh, thoughts from the round table. It's the best podcast in the land. What what do you um, what have you guys done recently? Uh we're doing Mandalorian right now. Ooh. Awesome. Um it's been yeah, good movie, so far. Movies are back in action and the Mandalorian's going, so it's been a good week. Um Sweet. yeah. We have stickers too, if you can see here. Ah, ah getting some stickers. branding going. Yeah, we have stickers and shirts. All right. All right. Well, that's enough plugging for Keith now. Okay. All right. Let's enough. wrap it up there. <laughs> and now, my friends, is another episode of the Insanity Podcast for another book podcast. Network.